Let's get spiritual. We're back. And uh, man, do we have a topic today. Do we ever. <laughs> do we have a topic. Can I just be honest with you guys who are our faithful listeners? And thank you for all of you who have gone out there. I checked out our reviews and our ratings. Top notch. You guys are so kind in things that you're saying about our uh, particular podcast. And remember, let your friends know about Share it with somebody. We're trying to grow this thing where we have a real impact. I mean, we're not going to change the world, I'm sure, but we could help a few individual lives. Very true. Very true. It's exciting. It's fun to do. It is fun to do. Yeah. We, I, I like these conversations. There's not that many people that can hang with Brother T. I barely do. <laughs> but, you know, he needs somebody to keep him in line. I do. I do. And the, well, the purpose for this podcast, one, was to be, uh, it's summertime, mm-hmm. right? But also, I just wanted to get you on edge. Yeah. I, I wanted to see you squirm a little bit. Well, when you sent the topic, <laughs> <laughs> you did just that. Good, good. Here's the topic. Sexy. Is it spiritual? <laughs> and for the listeners, I cannot tell you how many songs that Dr. D has been singing here I in the know. podcast bar. I, it brings back, as many of you know, yes, I do love the hymns. Yes. I love contemporary Christian music. But I also am a fan of classic rock and roll. And I go back, and some of you, I will not name the songs, but Rod Stewart right, uh, yeah, had a yeah. couple of songs that might, uh, Queen mm. had a song or two that might relate right. to this particular yeah. subject. Even all the way back to Hank Williams. <laughs> I know that's not classic rock and roll, but that is way classic country. Not Hank Williams Jr., my brother. I'm talking about the man, the original, the original Hank Williams. Yes, um, he he was not a stranger to this subject, <laughs> <laughs> and he he sang about it. Much of rhythm and blues, which uh-huh. I think is great music. Right. I love the music. Right. Uh, this is subject matter mm-hmm. of much of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Today's rap, uh, right. so Definitely. much hip hop. Um, I mean, you can't avoid this, and that's what I said when we began this particular podcast was everything is spiritual. Yes, it is. We are spiritual people. And so uh, I I never hesitated to uh, talk about this subject at church. It made my wife extremely nervous. <laughs> you remember my mentor, Dr. Pat Maloney, right? Yes, I do. I do. You want to talk about making someone nervous. He would come. Back in the day, we would do January Bible study, mm-hmm. right? And year after year, I brought him in just to honor him. Right. Uh, to do my, he was a Hebrew scholar, uh-huh. and he did a wonderful job of that. And um, whenever he would get into intimacy, sexuality, mm. marriage, she would get up and leave <laughs> the room because no holds barred with this dude. Really? I, he would talk about anything. And um, Dr. Maloney was Irishman. Mm -hmm. He was a steel worker up Mm. in the northern cities Mm. when he came to know Christ in his 30s, I think, later in life. And uh, always kind of carried that around with him. I mean, the boy would tell you his mind. And uh, he was very uh, detailed when talking about (laughs) sexiness and sex and marriage and things like that. So, as a matter of fact, he made me a little uncomfortable because I would go, you know what, I'm about to say anything from the pulpit, but this man Mm. puts me to shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing was out of line for him. He would talk. Now, he never did it in such a way that was vulgar. Right. But he also just believed in uh, speaking the truth. Speaking the truth. Yeah. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Speak the truth in love? He spoke the truth about love. 
<laughs> well, I wasn't. Well, yeah, I was nervous, and now I'm very nervous. <laughs> you get more nervous all the time. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't name the names of the songs, right? So, yeah. but the truth that really here's the reason, more than just wanting to put you on the spot. I, I was thinking it's summertime. It is right. And clothing is disappearing. Yes. You know, it's just evaporating. Yeah, it's hot as blazes It is hot. Right and I understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. However, here's what I thought, Brother T. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you watch the old cowboy movies or you even see people working out west, mm-hmm. did you ever see a cowboy in a shirt, short sleeve shirt? I don't think so. No. No, I don't remember that. Long no. sleeve shirts and mm-hmm. vests and mm-hmm. hats. Yes. What are you talking about? Yes. You know why? They knew that covering up right. actually could make you cooler mm-hmm. than exposing your skin. Yeah, that's that's very true. So, yeah, I never saw John Wayne in a short sleeve shirt. Not that I one time. Not in a Tommy Bahama. <laughs> not in a, as you're wearing smartly now, a Columbia. Yeah, Columbia. Yeah. Short sleeve fishing shirt. There you go. You know, go. that there sort of thing. Go. No. Uh, so... But in our culture today, mm-hmm. sure, as the temperatures go up, right. the clothing goes down. It does. Yeah, so it does. It, it does. That's, that's what I wanted to talk about because yeah. we're all going to be confronted with this and we're mm-hmm. all going to be dealing with it. And, and why not talk about it? So much skin is exposed during this period of time. The question is, how much is too much? How much is too how much? How much is too much? Or how little is too little? Maybe the right way uh, to describe this particular right, right. Uh, story. Well, you know, I, I guess one of the verses that comes to my mind is in First Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 9, where it says, In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest, you know, in modest apparel. Yes. And so... Uh, I guess the question is, what is modest, and is that subjective? You know, um, what is that? Because when you look at Europe, um, it's a little different than when you look at the Middle East. Yes. Uh, because in the Middle East, you know, if if a lady would show her ankle, yes, you know, then there's the, there's trouble. Yes. There, because Europe seems to be more liberal. Uh, in that, and the Middle East, of course, stricter. Yep. And so, how how little is too little? How much is too much? Uh, what what say you on? Well, this? I would go even so far as you and I were discussing before we began talking that uh, in Africa, tops are optional. That's true. You know. Yeah. But that doesn't mean a woman who is topless is being immoral, right? Or immodest, mm-hmm. even because it's a part of their culture. Yes. So I do think that it has a lot to do with the ethos mm-hmm. of the culture, what is accepted mm-hmm. and what's not accepted. Now, I think, uh, well, we're going to get into that. I think it's much more than the amount of clothing. Right. It's much more mm-hmm. than that. Yes. I remember I was a teenager, young teenager, when miniskirts became a thing, mm. you know, and I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, because I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness environment mm-hmm. where uh, the dresses, even as a kid, were much more Mennonite-like than what you would see on the runway. I mean, they were right. almost, the girls' dresses would be measured. Mm-hmm. You could, uh, you know, knee length or longer, that sort of thing. Something that bothered me later, didn't bother me then, um, <laughs> but what bothered me later is that we men really didn't have a dress code. Uh, that, yeah. Sort of a double standard. It's a double standard. Not sort of it is. And it, and it should be brought out right. that in a lot of religions there are double standards. Mm-hmm. You know, men can 
wear their shirts unbuttoned to their navel mm-hmm. with a half a dozen gold chains, right, skin right. tight pants. Yes. It's okay, cool. That's sure. the evangelist, right? You know, yeah. and and but the, if a woman were dressed similarly, mm-hmm. she would be called a hussy, or yes. you know, what different things that the Bible maybe a hussy is a <laughs> old term shows how old I am, but you know, right. Uh, a, a loose woman. Yes. A loose yes, woman yes. that way. So, yeah, it's, it has to do with culture. And also, however, we need, must say that the standards must be applied to both sexes. I agree. I mean, you and I both have traveled. We've talked about it quite a bit, but around the world. And, you know, even breastfeeding uh, is different Absolutely. in other cultures. Absolutely. You know? uh, I mean, I've walked in many a, a clinic out in the middle of nowhere, and, I mean, they don't cover up. There's, right. there's nothing at all. That they think about it, you know, and uh, but but that is different in America in most places, you know, and so um, they just they don't seem see it as anything uh, anything wrong at all. Of course, yeah, you know, no, and uh, that's why I'm saying it's not the amount of clothes; it's the culture that it is in. Right, Um, you know, we're conditioned by our environment. Mm And so, if I wasn't around back then, but they say it was quite a deal when women finally uncovered their ankles. Yes, yeah. Uh, because up until that time, mm-hmm. they were you know there was ankle length dresses or mm-hmm. floor length dresses, and then when they got mid calf, it was just <gasps> no right. type yeah. thing because the people, the men particularly, have been conditioned. You mm-hmm. don't see that yes. in, and then of course in Europe during World War Two, particularly. That uh, the nylons became mm-hmm. a thing, and you know, yes. women hadn't worn those before. And now, this was a whole new thing. You were oftentimes considered to be, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit on that wild side right. by wearing nylons. Yeah. And and so, again, it's so culturally conditioned. I would remind you that nakedness nakedness was okay before the fall. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were not. The Bible says right. they were naked and they yeah. were not ashamed. That's exactly right. They just so it around. is not mm-hmm. the amount of clothing; mm-hmm. it's the lust of the eye and yes. the condition of the heart. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where it is. That's where the rubber meets the road. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that being said, that. Yes, in some cultures, less clothing is okay. It's what's expected. It's environmental. It's cultural. It's part mm-hmm. of the ethos. Uh, other countries, you know, there's more clothing, but there's still sexiness in all of those environments. Yes, and some of us just can't help it, right? Yeah, I'm too sexy for my shirt, there you go. as the song there says. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, some people just we we have to cover it up, right? We have, yeah. we have to wear yeah. yes. extra and. Yeah. And not bathe and that right. sort of thing. But the but sexiness is across cultures regardless of what the dress code is. So my mm-hmm. que- next question um, is, is sexiness necessarily sinful? Well, I tell you what, when I read that one, you know, that's I think that's when... I started getting very nervous. Yeah, you were saying, <laughs> I hope maybe I pass out during this question or yes. something. <laughs> I hope Dr. D takes it from here. But you no, always, he's not. No, he's you always the tables love on you. it at me. This is not a softball. This is a fastball. Yeah, it is a fastball. Uh, is inside. <laughs> it's an inside it's a fastball. Okay. Is sexiness sinful? You know, I think when you look at, uh, at this, uh, you and I were talking beforehand when we meet those that will become our wife or our husband, yes, um, we definitely uh, are not looking at someone 
and thinking, you know what, I, I hope they're ugly. You right. know, I hope they have absolutely no sex appeal whatsoever. Right. You know, and so in that way, um, it attracts, you know, beauty uh, attracts us to yeah. people. Right. And that's very important. Yeah. You know, I think with all of my heart that it's it's our motivation. Um, it's uh, what we are. Um, you know, I mean, we can't get away from the, the scripture that talks about the lust of the eyes. And we'll we'll talk about right. that in a moment. Right. Um, but uh, but we don't want we shouldn't look haggard or dirty. Uh, I mean, you know, we've, we need to look the best that we mm-hmm. can. So is sexiness and attractiveness, are they interchangeable? Um, I mean, attraction is sexy. Yeah. Uh, if someone is attractive, I think so in mm-hmm. one way, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, uh, but, you know, uh, what, what do you think about this? What, I, what is your I, I go back and think about uh, Rachel's dad. Those stories going, I got two daughters here. Yeah. One is really an attractive woman. The other is, she has a good personality. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Leah has a good personality. How am I going to deal with this? Right. Oh, I'm going to trick the suitor Mm -hmm. here. We're going back to the story of the Old Testament for people who are not aware of their Old Testament. Uh, Uh and, And so I'm going to swap them on the wedding night and you know mm-hmm. I'm thinking yeah there is a difference yes. there are some people who are naturally sexy attractive yeah. and some people you got to get to know first right, right? Yeah, one's easy on the eyes easy on the eyes yeah, and the other not so easy so was Rachel an immoral woman was she lewd because she was sexy or she was attractive over and against her sister Leah and I say no I agree it's just yeah how she was made right yeah yeah that's that's exactly i mean you know when you're walking down the road um you would have to be blind not to realize hey that's a good looking person right they have a track attractive features yes you know and um but uh, but there's a big difference between saying you know that is an attractive person yeah and that glance turning into a gaze. Yes. You know, th- there's a big difference. Wasn't there, you're more of an uh, Old Testament scholar than I am. Uh, yes. That, <laughs> what, so I've heard guys and teaching the Bible that when uh, God created Eve for Adam, one of the words that he used in Hebrew was something like, you know, wow. <laughs> hubba hubba type hubba, thing, right? Hubba, yeah. in, in, have yeah. you not heard that? Well, I can't, I I can't give is, you that word. You know, but man is man, and the woman is whoa man, whoa man, yeah, yeah. whoa man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, I, I think in the very beginning, yeah. she was sexy. Yes, and he found her sexy. He mm-hmm. found her attractive. Right. And so I would say, no. If God made her that way, God is not the author of sin. Exactly. So sexiness is not sinful. It's actually natural. I agree. And I think probably all of us were more that way before the fall mm-hmm. and before sin marred both the idea of sexiness mm-hmm. and the visual yes. part of yes. sexiness as right. well. Just like I don't think the flowers and the trees and all are as beautiful mm-hmm. as they could be because they're under the curse of sin as well. Yeah. I think that's true about everything in nature. Yes, I agree. So I think that uh, yeah, sexiness is not a sin. It's very natural. Uh, created by God, but it's like a knife. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it can be used for good. You can, you know, mm-hmm. carve you out something beautiful. You can make a cut your steak, whatever you want to do. Yes. Or you can hurt somebody. You can hurt yourself with mm-hmm. it. It's all how it's used. So that made me think, uh, Brother T, about a particular passage of Scripture where a daddy is talking to his son. Yes. It's Proverbs 5. Uh-huh. Would you Would you suffer me for a moment I to, would love to read hear it this? Again. Right. It's Proverbs 5. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Turn your ear to my words of insight, that you may maintain discretion, dis- discretion. Excuse me, and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey; mm. her speech is smoother than oil. Come on! But in the end, she's as bitter as gall. Yes, sharp as a double-edged sword. There's mm. that sword, that knife I was talking about. Her feet go down to death. Now, some translations say Sheol or hell right. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, her steps lead to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path far from her. Mm-hmm. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to one who is cruel. Lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich the house of another. At the end of your life, you will groan. When your flesh and body are spent, you'll say, How I hated discipline. How my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my ears to instructors. And I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. Then he says, I I wanted to read it all because I wanted to get to this one. This is a beautiful poetic picture. And you know what I mean when I say it. Drink water from your own cistern. Yes. Not sister. Yeah. Cistern. <laughs> a water reservoir. I know on podcast, when you're not reading it, could sound bad. Drink water from your own cistern. Yes. Running water from your own well. Yes. Should your springs overflow in the streets, your streams of water in the public squares, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed. I'm in revival, son. I'm in revival right now. Lord of mercy. And you may rejoice in the wife of your youth. Yes. A loving doe. Uh A graceful deer. Come on. I'm stopping right there. (laughs) Gets a little bit deeper. Listen, if you think the Bible's written for wimps, you ain't read Proverbs. You know what? You know, we were reading through the Bible at White Oak, and I put it on every morning on social media. Yep. And uh, about a month ago, we were in the Song of Solomon. Yeah. And a a lady, she actually Facebooked me a message and she said, Can I read this? This is obscene. (laughs) And that's where, yeah, that's that's perfect. Because that's where we've gotten. If it's sexy, it's sinful. No, it's not. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. Yes, that's awesome. (laughs) It's in the Bible, you know. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, you guys need to pick up where I left off because I looked at that next verse and said, Uh uh, I ain't going there. verse I was waiting on, man. I got up to It's like a cliffhanger, man. I left you one, wanting more. But and The one that wrote that, yes. did he know anything about women? See, that bothers me, doesn't it? You, it, a little he's bit. the wisest man yes. in the world, but the place where he was unwise uh-huh. was with the opposite sex. Right. Yeah, and he had a lot of wives and a lot of concubines. Yeah, and he was, he was you know, true with a lot of us who are teachers, man, you need to mm-hmm. live up to what you teach. Yes. Practice what you preach. Exactly. And Solomon did not. No, he did not. 
no. That was actually the demise of the United Kingdoms. Mm. You know, you had David who brought Israel and Judah right. together, mm-hmm. gave them to his son, mm-hmm. and what did his son do? He brought wives in who worshipped idols and worshipped idols with them. Exactly. Because he was so mm-hmm. dad gone, yeah. you know, <laughs> sensual like his right. daddy. Yes. But even yes. more so. Even more so. And so here I think he's talking to his son going, Don't do what I did. Right. Right? Yes. Don't do what yeah. I did. As and, dads, we did that often. Yeah. And you know? so you can read between the lines mm-hmm. of that passage of Scripture, but primarily what he's saying in very poetic language, got a little more natural mm-hmm. later uh, mm-hmm. where I stopped, but don't go with this woman who or this person. And again, it could be reversed. It could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to be sexist here mm-hmm. as we talk about sexiness. I, I, this, I, I'm not demeaning women because men can do the same thing and tempt a woman into this. Uh, but a person who is immoral and wants you to become immoral with them, mm-hmm. that has no good end. Right. But he's saying, as he goes on that text, I'm not telling you, son, you can't have no fun. Mm-hmm. Right? right? As we say in the South. Yes. You can't have no fun. Right. You can. Yes. Because he said, but don't go out there and share it in the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got someone who is yours you belong to one another and here now enjoy this together that's god came up with it yeah yeah it was his idea absolutely and so you know that that's where you know and then jesus in matthew 5 27 and 28 i think he said to the pharisees and those that were standing well it was on the sermon on the mount yeah he said you know you've heard it's been said yeah you shall not commit adultery yes and most that were standing there would shake their head yes at that time but then he said, but I say unto you, if you look upon a woman to lust yes. after her, yes. you've already committed adultery yes. in your heart. Right. You know, And I heard a preacher one time say that if you look at bacon and eggs, you've committed breakfast in your heart. If you look <laughs> in a lustful way, you've already committed breakfast. You that's know? interesting. <laughs> yes. You know, that's interesting. And so it's really the motivation of your heart. Right. Or, you know, as I said a moment ago, if you glance and say, oh, they're attractive, yeah. you know. Or if you glance and then it turns into a gawk and then you're undressing yes. uh, with your eyes, you know, uh, you have entered into mm-hmm. uh, what is not God's design. That's right. Yeah, and where we come into this is that, you know, you're not to lust after your neighbor's wife. That goes all right. the way back mm-hmm. to the Ten Commandments. And But you can't help but if a person is dressing to be attractive for a potential mate, mm-hmm. that, that that is not only done in the presence of that potential mate, but it's done in public. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we as human beings are attracted to sexiness. It's oh, just yeah. the way God made us. It's a part of even us uh, prolonging our race. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go out there and, you know, and maybe it's too light to be made of it, but my wife knows that I say this, that... You know, you, you can look at the menu, but don't get takeout. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, it, it's fine. Right. I mean, I think an attractive woman is a, an mm-hmm. attractive woman, right? Yeah. And yeah. we can appreciate that. But where it goes wrong is when you dwell on that. Yes. Yeah. And when, or then when you begin to plan for that. Right. 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 And yeah. it becomes a part of uh, who you are yes. in participating. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I've, you can't, but you can't. What? Was it Jesus who said, a kid, now I hate this because I'm a Bible teacher, but a bird can fly into your hair, but don't let it build a nest. There. Right, yes. Right? Exactly. So yeah. you, it's, you can't help but be hit with these thoughts. You mm-hmm. can't help but to have these visuals. Mm-hmm. But the, the pondering, David said, if I regard iniquity in my yes. heart. Yes, 
That means if I dwell on yeah, it, if cherish I, it, if I cherish yeah. it, mm-hmm. then that's the problem. That makes the mm-hmm. fellowship between me and my maker right. incomplete. Yeah, Psalm 66, 18. Yeah. I heard a preacher say one time that if a married man walked through and looked at the painting of Mona Lisa and said, man, you know, that's, that's, that's attractive. That's pretty neat. Yeah. There, that's a difference between wanting to take Mona Lisa home. Yes. You know, exactly. uh, there's a gigantic yeah. difference there. And yeah. so you have to be, you just have to be very careful. Yeah. Uh, last question. I know you'd be glad to get out of this. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm, but I'm afraid that when we stop recording, you're going to start singing again. I uh, <laughs> go back to my Rod Stewart song again. Um, there is a difference. And uh, rather than saying this is a question, let's make a, a statement. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that attitude is more important than attire okay. when it comes to sexiness. Yes. Why is that person wearing that? What are they putting off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What are they... What are, what are they trying to accomplish mm-hmm. by this type of... I mean, it's one thing... Again, here, here's the deal. It's one thing to wear a, a swimsuit at the pool. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to wear it to church. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I did have someone that I had to call down who would wear a swimsuit to choir practice. All right. Yeah, so I'm going... I know that was fine where you just laughed. Yeah, yes. But it is not fine where you are. <laughs> 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 right? Well, I've never. Uh, that's amazing. It's a more that, about they, yeah, the yeah. attitude than right. it is the attire. Yeah. And I gave two examples. I'm going to just talk about before we leave mm-hmm. the subject. Um, you've got two attractive women in the Bible. One, it's used in the wrong way. Another is used in the right way. Take number one, Bathsheba. Yes. Bathsheba um, is blatantly, I believe, from the text. Mm-hmm. She is on her rooftop in full view of the king mm-hmm. bathing. Knew where he lived. Knew where he lived. Yes. Probably knew the time he went out onto his deck. Right. And, you know, and looked out over his kingdom type thing. And there she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that was by accident. No, no. David was culpable. Yes. Uh, but uh, but Absolutely. I agree with you. I no, I mean, there is that attractiveness. Yeah. I mean, we all take baths. Yes. We all take showers. Yes. Where are we doing it and where's the in- what's the intention right. of that? right. Now, David then took that hint mm-hmm. and initiated it yes. and brought her into his home. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the sad thing about that is, you know, we have, as pastors, I deal with people in uh, positions of authority. Mm-hmm. Now it becomes a whole different thing. Yes. When it's over. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, do you dare disappoint this person? Do you dare disobey this person mm-hmm. type thing? And now terrible things can happen. Yes. And it, terrible things did happen. Mm-hmm. Ended up with a death of her husband mm-hmm. uh, ended up with the death of a child right. I mean right. lots of negative things occurred mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. but now compare that with another story we have in scripture Esther yes and she was brought into the king's household because she was what attractive sexy mm-hmm. more so than many of the other mm-hmm. women around what did she do she allowed herself to be pampered mm-hmm. to to have wonderful fragrances right. uh, to be purified mm-hmm. to dress in such a way but all of that was in order to attain the purposes mm-hmm. of God she won the beauty contest yes she did yes. I mean she yeah. missed whatever right what, what, what was that land <laughs> I mean, let's go back but the thing is yeah. uh, it was for a time as this yeah. I mean I mean that's what it was for you know? now what's you know I am not yeah. going to do I'm not going to dress that way yeah. I'm not going to let you do that to me I think mm-hmm. that's demeaning I'm not going to do it was fun she yeah. probably I imagine you know if I were being pampered and I had right. a half dozen give me a back 
massage yeah, or whatever, yeah, and come on. you know, take me some yeah. good milk baths yes. and all the kind of stuff that mm-hmm. she went through. I say it's a pretty pleasant mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. but she was doing so for a greater cause. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. I know those extreme examples, but mm-hmm. I think it's more about the attitude than it is the attire. Yeah, it's what you are placing it out there for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you are a fisherman and you are a hunter. So you know all about bait. Yep, I do. You know, and and you know that you use bait to attract certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if we as men or women are doing that, right, uh, then that is where the motivation of our heart is not correct. That's right. And I think uh, we as believers have this this person called the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Mm. That I can be in an environment, certainly a swimming pool, a lake, or something like that, and not think twice about the environment around me and the people right. and how they're dressed. Mm-hmm. And so I go on. It's mm-hmm. good. No deal. Mm-hmm. Um, then I can be in another environment that is totally different, and then suddenly that very same dress would be inappropriate, and I know that. Mm-hmm. So then it's my responsibility to get out of that environment. Yes, I agree. Yep. So I, I think what we really come down on, while there is absolute extreme examples of lewdness that would always be wrong Mm -hmm. no matter what it was that mostly the whole idea of sexiness is about the attitude and it is a thing that god created and all things that god created are good particularly as we talk about in the intimacy of husband and wife relationship right right yep and that's that as we have said several times that's god's design that's right you feel good? I do. I'm okay. You, yeah. You didn't break I, out in a sweat or anything? Well, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've enjoyed talking about this. This is a good summertime subject. But I think it's one that should be approached and talked mm-hmm. about in a, I hope we did it, in, in a dignified way. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah, I think we turned left a couple of times, but I think yeah, for the Yeah, but we got back part, on track. We did. We, we did. <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Share this podcast with us. Please rate and review. That helps us out a lot. We always enjoy this time with you. So have a great day. Until next time.